Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. You want to know the news? Of course you do. So we're here to give me head, give me head, give me headlines. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Uh, we're going to give you the news, you fucks. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's right. You've been wanting to know what's going on. What's happening? I'm newsless. Well, you're going to get a little bit of news exclusively right here. That Kevin Smith Club. Uh, we can't do it without Ralph Garman. Are you members of the Garmy? Are you listening to the Ralph Report on a regular basis? Go to theralphreport.com and join right now. If you haven't, we'll wait. <laughs> this shit normally takes like 10 to 15 minutes, doesn't it? All right, we can't wait anymore. We got a bunch of show to do. Uh, we're here to bring in the news, kids, and here's the first piece of news. Ready for this, Ralph? Ready. According to... Uh, uh, giant uh, some robot. What was a giant freaking robot? It's a website. John Barenthal's Punisher will fight Tom Holland's Spider-Man. What the what? Oh yes, John Barenthal and Tom Holland have helped to shape the definitive versions of uh, the Punisher and Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. With Punisher now back under the banner of Marvel Studios. Fans have been wondering, will they ever cross paths? Giant freaking robot was given exclusive info from one of our trusted and proven insider sources that says John Barenthal and Tom Holland will face off against each other as the Punisher and Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Reminiscent of that famous comic book cover. Yes, motherfucker. Um, it, look, in a world where they're doing the multiverse, they can absolutely fucking do that. Of course, they can do anything they want now. They've given themselves carte blanche, as they say. And they absolutely should do that, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, that's where Punisher got his start. Um, Moving on from there, Ralph, uh, any thoughts on the Oscars? Did you even watch them? No. Yeah. Here's my take. Many and I mentioned this on the Ralph report. Ratings were way down. Yeah, they were 50% of last year's, and last year's was the lowest all-time rating for the Oscars. Oof. So this was 50% lower than that low point. So meaning, of course, that this was the lowest viewed Oscars in history. Here's my take, and I wonder what you feel, but this is what we talked about on the Ralph Report. I feel that the Oscars as a spectator sport Mm -hmm. are from a bygone era in movies. I don't think they're ever going to be as relevant again as they ever were. And I don't think people are going to care. I think people will care less and less and less as we move forward. I think it's a worthy award. It's nice that the artists get recognized. I'm sure it's important to the people who receive them, but I can't imagine as a cultural touchstone, anyone giving a shit about the Oscars again. I think you know, there was a time where people were like, ooh, famous people. But now you can see famous people on Instagram, like every minute of the day. But when you so have 10 movies nominated and you have a multitude of places to see movies, streaming services and theaters, and it's all grown into such a massive enterprise that there's no focus anymore. It used to be when you went to see the when you watch the Oscars. Oh, I saw those five movies this year. And the, yeah, they were really good. I, I have a rooting interest. I hope mine wins or my favorite wins. I don't think anyone is it plays that game anymore. Um, I am happy for uh, Chloe, who won. 
I am too. I'm happy director. for all the winners. But she's I'm thinking a, as an she's, audience she's member. She's a Marvel kid. She's making the Eternals. She made the yeah. Eternals. Uh, but as an audience member, I agree. Yeah, if I want to see famous people, I watch the SAG Awards. That's the one award show that I enjoy because I get to see a bunch of famous people. And usually there's rather clever speech making. And uh, and then that's it. Everything else, I've lost interest. Uh, and it used to be a, like a like a holiday at my house. When I was a kid, the Oscar night was like Christmas because my dad was in the movie industry and my mom would make a special meal and we'd gather around the television and we would all write down on ballots who we thought was going to win and you could win money if you were right. And we had a whole we had a whole ritual about it. So I'm not happy that it's 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 from a bygone era, but I think it's lost its relevance. The uh, disaster girl. Ralph, I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, the photo of like there's a burning house and there's a girl in the foreground kind of looking directly. Oh, at the yeah. Camera. Like a Damien. Uh, very from, uh, the very, Omen kind of thing. very Damien look on her face. Yeah. Disaster Girl makes over 430,000 selling the NFT of her meme. Here we go with the NFTs. Mm. I'm, I'm going to need you to to school me, son, because I'm just not quite grasping the NFTs. One of a kind digital collectible. Oh, well, you know, and it's now got a value of four hundred and thirty thousand bucks. So if somebody so else somebody is buy owns it, it that, will be more. Yep, they own that NFT, that blockchain. They own a piece of code that says mm. that they own this photo. Mm. Um. You know, not much different than, uh, you know, chromium covers or fucking pogs or beanie babies or beer cans. So the way that you can monetize that if you're the owner is then to sell it to someone else who wants it as much as you do. Absolutely. More. For example, Ralph, uh, you know, I too am in the NFT business. We just kicked open the doors of Jane Zalabob's crypto studio. And so... um. You know, some people not happy with my decision to do that. And, uh, for example, here's somebody tweeted me today about, you know, fucking NFTs. It's literally a pyramid scheme where everyone below Smith is going to lose money. The only way they'll make back even part of it is to resell it to some other sucker and so on and so on. So I wrote pyramid. You just describe what happens when somebody buys a souvenir from the secret stash, too. Technically, they lose money. The only way they'll make even part of it, part is to resell, make back part is to resell it to some other sucker, as you've said. Describes every collectible anyone ever buys, really. Yeah, yeah. it's like every comic book you buy at a, but at a comic book shop. I'll, I'll do right? you one better, Ralph. It goes beyond that. It's basically every fucking commercial transaction. Like, you think you're... Everything you buy, you're like, all right, one day I'm going to sell this for the exact same fucking money. Like, no, it depreciates the moment you fucking buy it and stuff. Yeah. It's such a dippy thing for somebody to say. But yes, uh, there are some cats out there that get very shitty about this NFT stuff. And uh, I guess it's because it's so volatile. Like any collectible market or any stock market for that matter, it seems like people are cheesed off because there's no guarantee return on an investment, which is kind of silly to expect because that's most things, I would guess. Right? Also, the people like that guy who's like bringing up like, yeah, these people are stupid. Like he's not even in the field. 
It's not yeah. like he's a collector. He's just somebody like the motherfucker could say the exact same thing about Jay and Silent Bob action figures. Right. Fucking, oh, you got the money. And now the guy who gave you the money, he has less money. And I'm like, yeah, that's commerce. I, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's capitalism, kid. Like, yeah. you know, fucking, I have something you want. You give me money for the goods and or services. And I can pay my bills and you are happy because you have the thing. That you <laughs> and want. you have a thing. Yeah. Like fucking how hard is this to understand? Um, but uh, I guess people are, there's a disconnect because of, there's no physical property to it. You know what I mean? It's true. I think that's we, why some people get thrown. Because we, all, we all live in the metaverse, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're all on social media. We're all on fucking YouTube We're in the Matrix, Neil. Patreon, yeah. So fucking, you know, why not have stuff there? Like, why not have stuff that you could show off in a world where within 10 years we're all going to be walking around in the fucking metaverse and coming over to your house in the metaverse looking like, you know, I'm fucking a sexy woman, <laughs> barbarian princess, and you're fucking <laughs> Batman 66. You know, it's going to be like Ready Player One, where everybody has their own fucking identity they stole from a movie. So the Iron Giant's going to be in this motherfucker as well. That's the it's future. Terrifying. No. It's terrifying. No, embrace the future. Don't don't hate the future. Don't. I don't hate it. Don't, I just, it's not, don't, it's not don't, how don't, I prefer. Don't fight the future, Ralph. It didn't work for Scully and Mulder. It's not going to work for you. Can I fight the power? Yeah. That works. Oh, okay. That works for everybody. All right. Mookie, what? Always do the right thing. I got it. I'm gone. What other news is out there in the world, Ralph? I heard Randy Quaid's going to run for governor, Kevin. Uh, well, at least it ain't going to be for the state I live in, California. What crazy state is this nut bar running for governor in? Oh, so sorry. It was going to be California. But, 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 but what? Are we really doing this recall election bullshit? It's happening, son. It's Dude's happening. got one year left on his fucking run. It's insane, but it's happening. And the, the thing with a recall election means that anyone who wants to fill out the paperwork can enter into the race. Oh, shit. Let's run. Oh, that's a great idea. We should. The two of us. Hollywood yeah. Babylon. Not even Ralph and Kevin. Just Hollywood <laughs> Babylon as the governor. We'll create its own entity. <laughs> And so, of course, we already have Caitlyn Jenner. She's announced that she's going to be uh, running, and she's got her merch out there for sale already. And now Randy Quaid is looking into it as well, which running, I find hilarious. Running like she did back in the fucking Olympics, Ralph? A different kind of running. No, this will be a running for an office. Versus oh, running actual, for a political office. Yes, See, yes. Those things. CaitlynforCalifornia.com is where you go to get all your merch. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, so Randy I, Quaid uh, also wants to to run California as well, which is entertaining, largely because he's batshit crazy. So that also uh, he's in Canada. How the fuck is he gonna? No, uh, Canada threw him out. They didn't want him. So <laughs> fucking he uh, he had to sneak out of Canada and sneak back into the U.S. because he was wanted in California for a crime that he uh, bolted from Santa Barbara to escape. And then he snuck back into America legally and went to Vermont. And then California tried to extradite him from Vermont. But um, Vermont, I guess, is as nutty as he is. So they said no. So he's currently living in Vermont, but, but wants, wants to, to run, run for, for governor. California governor. California. Yeah. All makes sense. This all tracks. Sure. Absolutely. 
Uh, Dennis have anything to say about this? Yeah, uh, he's been surprisingly quiet. Is it his brother, cousin? What is it? It's his brother. Yeah, it's very much his brother. Um, really, he's never been like, look, that ain't me. He's in the vacation movies. <laughs> I was cheated on by Meg Ryan. That's the dude does the two quades. Martin Short lived inside me. That's how you separate it. <laughs> Which sounds dirtier than I meant it. I had yes. the right stuff. Remember? Yeah, exactly. But it was Randy who celebrated Independence Day. Saved us all. If you'll remember. Yeah, he did. So fuck, that's what he should be running on the fucking platform for. Like, I saved everybody. And just run that clip. Have a little something for me. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia for uh, old pictures like that, Ralph. And I'm sure there's some Independence Day nostalgia that's pent up. And if that guy just ran on the Independence Day platform and shit, like, I saved the universe. I flew my fucking plane right into the alien ship, remember? There'd definitely be a lot of people being like, you know what? He is a good guy. Let's make him our governor. But then his opponents would show the video of him fucking his wife wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask on. And so probably, <laughs> like, uh, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we should go with Caitlin for California, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> at least she's not insane. <laughs> she's got, that could be her slogan. Hey, at least I'm not insane. Yeah, Vote for me. I ain't that fucking guy. Caitlin for California. Hey, NFT boy. Hey, yeah. uh, live, in, live in the Matrix. Yeah. You, do you see where DC just an, uh, announced Fandome 2? Yeah, they did, man. Fucking, I don't know what that has to do with living in the Matrix. Like what? Well, because be it's going to be a virtual con. Like it is all yeah, the a, time now. At a, no, year. at a time where other cons are going to be up and running. It's going to be around the same time as New York Comic Con, which is going to be back into the real world again in New York City at the Javits. And then... Of course, San Diego's doing their Thanksgiving Comic-Con. So how do you feel about the potential for future virtual Comic-Cons? Uh, well, San Diego is going, well, last they said they were going virtual this summer, but then they were like, but we're going live in November. And they're having yeah, a they're Thanksgiving, doing a Thanksgiving And everybody's one, grousing yeah. about it, of course, because they're yeah. like, I want to be with my family. But, but New York's doing October, around the same time as Fandom. Um, hmm. Hmm. The Javits in October. Mm-hmm. Indoors. Mm-hmm. Swarms of bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Heat. Yeah. Not for, not Heat for, turned on. Not for me. Yeah. I think uh, it's a good idea. I mean, they had a huge success with it last year. What, the and Virtual so Con? See, yeah, I could see why, especially Fandom. Fandom, is the, of all of them, was the most successful. I'm sure, like, fucking everybody, everybody involved from the D.C. side, Warner Brothers side, is just like, fuck yeah, I want to sit in my own house and sit in front of my laptop and be like, Batman's going to be great. Yep. Batman! And we're clear. Oh, fuck, I want to get drunk. And then walk off to their fridge and fucking get wasted. We're all going to live like Kevin Smith now. We're all never going to leave our house and just do what we do and do a, and do a camera I and don't go get about our business. wasted, my friend. I get centered. Fucking dare you. Uh-huh. Mm. Any other news? Any take on your pal Elizabeth Banks' new uh, sequel to the Flintstones? <coughs> What's this? <coughs> what? Fox has announced they are uh, they're going to be in business with Elizabeth Banks to do a sequel series, animated series to the Flintstones. That'll be part of their 
animation domination lineup. Who who's doing this? Elizabeth Banks. No. Well, who's the studio? Um, Fox and uh, Warner Brothers are teaming up. Not Warner Brothers. Uh, it would have to be Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah, I guess the Warner Brothers owns the yeah owns uh, Flintstone. But it's going to be on right? Fox. So it's going to be on the Fox Network. Yeah. Bedrock is its title. Twenty years after we last saw this, the uh, the Flintstones, Pebbles is all grown up. She's launching into her own career, and Fred is on the verge of uh, retiring. And now they're going from the Stone Age into the Bronze Age. So Fred doesn't know who he is anymore, and it's going to be a very woke interpretation of uh, the Flintstones as we knew. I have seen many incarnations of the Flintstones over my lifetime. Not Ralph. like this, you haven't. But I have, is my point. We've seen Pebbles and Bam Bam all grown up and living oh, their lives. Oh, this is very different. And Ralph and uh, Ralph, uh, Barney and Fred, you know, got old. They made them look older and shit for that. This show. is very different. Very exciting. Everyone's very excited. Uh, I know this is probably sacrilege, and you know. Fucking, I might get crucified for it, but we're on the, that Kevin Smith club, so it won't reach the ears of the general populace. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking give you a hot take right now. Ready? Yeah. I never liked the Flintstones. <laughs> Every other cartoon. Give me McGillic fucking gorilla. I'll watch that. Watch the shit out of it. But fucking, were you ever into the Flintstones? Like I was, I was. What? what but largely, think? I'll just do to uh, limited choices. You know, the Flintstones were on, and I watched them, and I enjoyed them, and they were they were fine. And um, but I don't see a need for continuing those stories. I don't. I don't think it's a desperate cry out for more tales of the Flintstones. I mean, I'm sure fucking. Warner Brothers is beside themselves. Like, holy shit. Fuck yes. Make this fucking born ass cartoon <laughs> vital again. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. The, the generations have, for a while, have not known who the Flintstones were. They thought they were vitamins, really. Yeah, Other than true. that, they had no idea who they were. So I'm sure they'd be happy to shoot some life back into that franchise. But I, I'm not. I'm not interested. And they're selling it like they're the first family of animation before the Simpsons and before the Griffins. There were the Flintstones and we're bringing them back. And it's and like, oh, my God, you're just trying so hard. Stop. Who, who Yabba the, dabba don't. Who are the Griffins? That's what I'm saying. Who are the Griffins? How dare you, sir? Hmm. Peter and Lois Griffin. They're oh. the family in Quahog, Rhode Island on a little show called Family Guy. Uh, well, I may be alone, but I don't watch that show. So I wouldn't. Oh, you are alone. You're sadly alone. There's only one. You're in the corner, baby. One. I like the OG, my friend. I like the Simpsons. I don't need the knockoff. And, uh, you know, if I was uh, Flintstones, I'd be a little more careful about throwing the Simpsons around and shit. They've been on the air for, what, 38,000 years. Yes. Fucking and Fred, Eon. Fred and Barney had to team up with the fucking schmoo at one point. Remember that Fred and Barney meet the schmoo where they played fucking primitive cops and somehow the schmoo went back in time from fucking little Abner and was partnered up with them and shit. I mean, God, at one point, Hanna-Barbera was throwing anything at the fucking wall to see if it would stick. I think the great gazoo had something to do with that, didn't he? I don't remember. I oh, remember you dum-dums. I just remember the schmoo who didn't even speak. He was like, <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Team and Fred and Barney meet the schmoo. 
Fred and Barney were the Scooby-Doo and gang of their era, which was everything had to sort of go through them. Not, not, not I mean, I, that, yeah. no, in terms of Hanna-Barbera, they would like run everything through the Jetsons and the Stones for a long time. And then they shifted over to the Scooby-Doo gang and then everything sort of ran through them for a while. I've seemed to remember we were getting a Jetsons live action movie. Did that go away? Yeah, it went away. Yeah. I guess that's for the best. Well, at least we're getting fucking bedrock. That's all that matters, Kevin. So it's going to be a nighttime cartoon, like 8 o'clock at night. So we'll have yep, some adult, prime time. adult prime themes time and stuff. Prime time animation, the return of the Flintstone clan. Ralph, uh, there's a whole episode, I'm sure, where Fred is debating whether or not to use Viagra. Hey, zing. Hey, call me Elizabeth Banks. I got ideas for days. <laughs> good for her i had a cartoon it was wonderful i hope she enjoys her time making a cartoon as well cartoons are fun oh they're amazing keep a person young maybe that's why she's doing it maybe nah she's doing it for the money yep hands down i'm glad she's finally getting some work what are you talking about she works a lot yeah i was being ironic oh, i'm okay. sorry i was gonna say I, I, I didn't i didn't mean to to get ironic on you i'm gonna tell you something right now Apparently, you can make like a fucking Charlie's Angels and still keep on going. She's got another yeah. movie, The Cocaine Bear, that she's directing. Yeah. Perfect pitch helped. Yes, but Charlie's Angels was after that. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, no movie jail for her. Fucking bedrock. Nope. Yeah. There yep. you go. Uh, there you go. That's it, Captain. That's it. That's all the news. It is. You wanted some fucking news, kids. You were looking. You were curious. What's in the headlines? Hmm. And we gave them to you, man. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Gave them to you hard. There's only one guy who's going to give you them headlines, man. Give you that good headlines. And that is Mr. Ralph Garman. How about my babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith? That's me. Uh, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this That Kevin Smith Club exclusive episode of Gimme Headlines. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. And we just gave you head. Lines? Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. Um, um, um. This podcast has been produced exclusively for members of that Kevin Smith Club.com.